Welcome to an action-packed portable edition of ARG Presents. I am Android Aaron, joined by a man who takes the phrase, reach out and touch someone, to its most violent extremes. I give you the Brent. Hey, if you're not touching someone with force, what's the point? Oh dear. No comment there, sir. No comment there. So, if you joined us last week, and a few of you did. <laughs> we thank both of you that showed up. I cannot believe. I can't believe that the that that particular machine did not get over. It's a Socrates, for God's sakes. Anyway, <laughs> we did spin the wheel last week, for those of you that, that missed it. And we made a, an interesting deal this week, uh, Brentster. We're going to take a look at games that appear on the Android platform. Now... Uh, I got the system right here. Oh, man, me too, dude. Uh... uh yeah, we can show it off, just like they did last week. Look, everybody. Um, so the Android platform, this is not something that I uh, usually dabble in gaming-wise, Brent, but it, it's turned out to be an amazing uh, gaming platform over the years that's come a long way. And you, you've sort of been into it a lot longer than me. Oh, I, certainly. I have actually played games on the phone since I had a phone that was able to play games, even before... Uh, the Android platform on like the Nokia devices and stuff like that and uh, someday I'm hoping that we are able to play some of those Nokia games not necessarily from the US but uh, some of the games they had over in Japan mm -hmm. uh, were incredible games and I really want to showcase those at some point but today we have Android games and uh, it's amazing some of the good and bad that can come from touch controls and uh, tilt controls and augmented reality, all the things the phone can bring. Some people totally get it right, and other people fail so hard it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I think you've got something there. It's and When you get back to the Nokia stuff, you know, I remember distinctly getting a cell phone, the very first one I had, and uh, how amazing and Star Trek-like it was. I'm still amazed by it to a certain degree, but it, 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 it's unbelievable that you can do the stuff you can. But gaming was uh, was not the best. Uh, I remember playing, like, Uno. I had a shareware version of Uno I played a lot on the old Nokia back in the day. And I think that I had a version of Snake that would appear on some of these phones. But for the most part, I would call the game subpar. And then you had the era of the smartphone come around, Brandon. And when that happened, you really got a lot more playability. Uh, the graphic uh, ability raised greatly. The, you know, the sound was good. It's quite remarkable how far it's came from those early days with the Nokia phones that we've developed into a platform that really doesn't even need a phone anymore, does it? Well, and here's something you have to understand. Yeah. What we had in the United States... Um, during those early phone days is radically different than what some of the other parts of the world had. Uh, I mean, there are some games out there for early phone systems that are staggeringly good. I'm talking when you're hitting the one through nine, did you know, on your phone using the numbers, yeah. no touchscreen involved. Um, but something that smartphones really did was it was able to pull multiple people together with its always online capabilities, uh, which made multiplayer games 
happen. You know, before that, you really didn't have a whole lot of multiplayer games on uh, the pre-smartphone day phones. But now you have it all over the place. And even if it's just a simple uh, high score table, all the way up as complex as like RTS games, uh, the smartphone really made that happen. And when you talk about smartphones, you're really only talking about two platforms, and that's the iOS and uh, the Android, both which are incredibly capable. Uh, the only real benefit from the Android stuff is it is, I'm not going to say it's more user-friendly to, to develop for, but it's more available to develop for and really that's not even true anymore uh ios has really opened up their doors to development where uh, they were kind of very closed in the beginning that's not so much the case anymore but we're talking about android games today and some of the most fun i've had in recent times have been on android games and i'm a i'm a big computer game player and you've also got your emulators on uh androids now so you could play all your nes super nes get a bluetooth controller uh and really go to town with it um it's it's really the, it's become the world's largest game console really absolutely uh, we, uh, we were uh, myself in the boat we we're just talking about this uh the the, the uh, money that generates from portable gaming and from android gaming is staggering and it's multiples larger than what uh your traditional video home video game market generates uh, and some of that you could also boil down to uh, the in-app purchasing which is a, a, a quite a, a often very prevalent in these sorts of games uh, yeah and I'm, i want to get into that a little bit later yeah. um two other real big positives for smartphones uh one you can now play your computer games you know your big souped up computers and just use your phone as a mobile screen where it's streaming the data to you and taking the inputs that you put on your phone and have telling your computer what to do and then you get the video feedback remote play uh i've done it before on my phone uh, it's available for the steam platform and it's it's good. It's not great yet. Uh, I don't think speeds have quite gotten there for everything, but it's kind of amazing that you can take you know your most cutting edge video games from your computer and play them on your phone remotely. Yeah, it's something that would have never happened back in the day. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I never thought you know when the Android platform came around, I, I was I like I'm happy that there's competition in that in that area. And you know, I'm not the biggest Apple fan, uh, but. Uh, I knew that mobile gaming had gotten pretty good, you know, but I will say, looking through the games this week, I really was blown away by the capabilities of uh, uh, of the of the platform and the abilities of, of a little uh, a little simple smartphone or uh, maybe an Android uh, 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 laptop or whatnot. It really, it's quite remarkable uh, the graphically and also the. It's not just the fact that the, they've co sort of come into their own graphically and come into their own uh, sound wise, whatever. But the game design is is real unusual. I think you've got a lot of real creative 
probably not standard game developer types that are making games for it. They're thinking outside the box, uh, and I think it's a. Uh, I may have under I may have not given this genre enough credit. I can tell you when this came up in the wheel last week, I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, but I have I have to say it's this has uh, I've done a 180, Brent. I guess is what I'm saying on this. Uh, you know, another thing that mobile uh, that Android and mobile gaming has done, it has allowed gaming to be done in public and it's just accepted yeah I, uh, yeah i think you're right when you've just had your portable systems your game boys uh your game gear stuff like that you you saw kids playing them in public and everyone thought that was okay and fun but now you'll see every age group on their phone playing a game while they're waiting to see a doctor while they're on the bus uh you know on a plane anywhere that you can sit down for a moment you'll have all age groups of all sexes and all races playing games and that would have never been possible in my opinion never been possible without the mobile platform i think you because portability just doesn't cut it you when you have to have a specific thing for games no matter what is done there's always going to be a stigma that it's a kid's thing but when it was put on the phones and an adult had a phone an adult had 10 minutes to kill and they started looking at games that's really broadened the audience a little bit i think i think you're onto something it's funny gaming has sort of become full circle from the 70s where you would have adults in suit business suits and uh people that were blue collar workers going into the arcades to play now that you know i think everyone enjoys a game it's just a matter of accessibility how much time they've got and how convenient it is and you're right the android uh and ios both they fit the bill in that category it's like everyone has a uh, a, a small portable compatible machine in their back pocket all the time it's it worked out great yep. so with that in mind we were tasked with choosing two games from just the universe uh, uh it's a confusing universe too i might add but a universe of <laughs> of uh Android games. Uh, I have been on vacation all week, so I was a little worried. So I asked for some suggestions uh, in the uh, in our Discord. Uh, please come and join our Discord. By the way, we'd love to have you. And uh, our good buddy Rushi hit sent me over one that I really enjoyed. So that's the one I ended up choosing this week. <clears throat> and I went with Bam Doodle Jump, Brent. Now, I can tell you, uh, a few days ago, I'd not even heard of Doodle Jump, uh, but apparently I've been uh, laboring in the dark for a decade because Doodle Jump is, was a runaway success. <laughs> yes. It's been around and released on a, a million platforms over the years, but I'd never heard of this game and never, certainly never played it. Uh, so... Doodle Jump, a game that was that was developed by two, uh, I think they were Croatian fellas, brothers, Igor and Marko Punjak uh, from uh, Croatia, uh, put this game together. It was developed, it was uh, published by an outfit called Lama Sky, which I believe is their outfit. Uh, it's funny, I looked to see what else that Lama Sky had done, and they really have only done variants of this game, plus they've also done a game called and a match, which looks like a real simple matching game, uh, but the uh, uh, but the company, I guess, much like say someone that would make Angry Birds, something they didn't need any other t- titles to make the big bucks because right. this thing has generated a lot of money. Uh, this originally released way back. I mean, I can't believe how old this thing is. This thing came out on the iOS OS in uh, April 
of 2009, <laughs> which yeah. is amazing. I knew it was over a decade old. And, and it came out in March of 2010 on the Android. This thing's been released on the Android, the iOS, of course, uh, Symbian, I, BlackBerry, that's how old it is. It got a BlackBerry release, uh, uh, Java, uh, it's on Xbox 360, the Windows Phone. <laughs> <laughs> the DS, the 3DS, uh, a lot of crazes. It even got an arcade, like, redemption release, Brent. Yes. Which I, I don't know if you... I, I know you play a lot of stuff. Have you ever seen this in the arcade? Absolutely. This is uh, one they have at Dave & Buster's. Really? Yep. <laughs> That's great. You'll have to tell us about that one. So, it's funny. Uh, I just looked into the history of this game a little bit to see what what how this came about, you know? And so, basically, it happened. These two brothers, uh, one was living in New York, Igor, and he and they were they wanted to work on something to make it some money because they're you know uh, the other brother was working in Croatia and was making a thousand bucks a month. He was getting which you know in Croatia money. They needed to make some bucks, and they saw the ability to program these apps as a way to make a few bucks, a few extra bucks. So many people. Another thing that another way that the uh, pro, that the Android has come full circle is you've got the bedroom programmer is back and back yep. in force, and they're making the big money. Because whereas if you're in the UK and you're, you're making, uh, in 1983 or whatever, you're making stuff for the Spectrum, uh, you've got a little limited audience with this. You've got a worldwide audience, and you've got worldwide distribution, you know, all the time, you know, once you get accepted. And and trust me, getting accepted is no difficult task from what I saw. Uh, but anyway, so... These guys came up with something I've actually heard of. It's I hadn't thought about it for years. The two brothers were the first thing they ever did was this thing called I Bubble Wrap. If you remember that, it's yep. simulated pop, popping yep. bubble wrap. That was, that. and I remember this from back then. I don't know if I saw it on TV, but apparently that was something of a success since I remember it from a portable phone. Uh, so that once they were, once they got that, and they were like, "Well, we're gonna, we gotta get something a little bit better going," and so they uh, they moved on. From uh, they did a, they've done forty or so apps. Okay, so it's not like they this was their first rodeo, but eventually it was they developed the game Doodle Jump, and it became a a, a runaway hit uh, when it was released. Uh, it was literally they said it was I think they said the first two months it was getting like uh, twenty five thousand downloads a day or some ludicrous number. They made millions of dollars. They were one of the biggest early um, uh, like success stories in the iOS market. I mean, they went, they, it, Doodle Jump went crazy. And so, of course, a game like Doodle Jump, you could port that to uh, pretty easily. And so it didn't take them long to port this game over to the Android uh, format. So what is this game? Well, it's the simplest little game, Brent. You play the Doodle Jumper and you're, which, he's a little like four-legged guy. He, and by the way, this was a doodle that they made. So that, that if you're wondering, like on a napkin or something, they doodled this guy up, and that's that's where he came from. Doodle uh, Doodle Jumper is a game where you jump on top of little platforms, you bounce, and your goal is to keep going up and never down. If you fall off the screen, the game's over. Now the game the game uh, scrolls upward so as you jump up it's the game keeps scrolling up endlessly and uh, your job is just to make sure you don't 
ever jump down and hit nothing. Because when you do that, the game's over. It's not like all the previous platforms you jumped on are still there because they're gone. Uh, along the way, I should mention, this is all done on what looks like graph paper, uh, yeah. uh, which is part of the charm because even occasionally you'll come across the hole in the graph paper, you know, where they've... <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like someone <laughs> doodled, this, uh, doodled this down. And it's actually... Uh, it sounds like it might be kind of hokey, but it's actually sort of endearing, isn't it, Brent? Yeah, it's charming. Uh, it's charming. So... The doodler, the doodle jumper, uh, is also has a nose, sort of like a longer version of Cubert's nose. In fact, if you took Cubert, added a bunch of legs, and turned him green, you would have the you would have the doodle jumper. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he is. He's got the long and and also, much like Cubert was going to do, ended up losing the ability. The doodle jumper had to has gained the ability to shoot missile weapons out of his nose. Yeah, projectiles so, from yeah, the nose. He can he can he can uh, uh, he can shoot from the nose, and so this comes in. Uh, to play whenever you encounter bad guys. So, as you jump through this game, you're going to encounter things along your way that will, uh, I guess, sort of aid you or hinder you, depending on what you're doing. Uh, little springs, there's trampolines, there's a, there's a, one of those propeller hats, uh, there's also yep. a... Beanies, uh, yeah. There's a jet pack, you know, and so when you hit these, when you jump on these things, you get whatever that thing is. So, if you jump on the spring, for example, you'll bounce up, you know, higher than you would normally jump. If you jump on a trampoline, your guy will kind of tumble straight up and spin around and land. And if you get the jetpack, you really go up. You really, you know, and the, and the hat. And there are re- very good sound effects that come along with it uh, that uh, that that come into play. Uh, there's also, of course, we mentioned that you you can shoot. Well, if you can shoot, you know, there's going to be some enemies there. Uh, when enemies are coming on the screen, the game will make sort of a uh, this a noise. I don't know. Like a didgeridoo or something in the brand. I mean, yeah, it's some kind of ominous. Yeah, and then uh, type of uh, warning. And then you and you'll know enemies coming. Now the enemies can be dispatched in a couple ways. Uh, you can uh, you can shoot them and to shoot them on the on the Android version, you sort of touch the screen where uh, the enemy is, and he'll and he kind of that'll auto aim, and you can shoot that way. It works actually works pretty well. He can also jump on them, which works well. Also, occasionally, if you don't want to fool with the enemy, you'll see a thing that gives you a shield, and you can put that on and, you can, and jump up. Uh, and you can always just avoid the enemy as well. Right, you can just avoid Sometimes. Them. Now, yeah. the thing we haven't touched on is how Doodle, bu- uh, Doodle Jumper is controlled. And this is the brilliant bit of this thing. It uses the uh, it uses your phone's ability to have like that liquid switch in it to where you can just sort of tilt the phone back and forth. Uh, the Mercury switch and, and this... And this uh, moves the doodle jumper back and forth and that's how you got them up so you're actually not even touching the screen or any controls unless you are shooting uh, all you're doing is just tilting your phone back and forth uh, to of to, course it's gyros not not right but you, it's a mercury switches. well I mean, it's like it's like a Wii remote you know the thing you've got in your phone uh, and it works I, listen, when this when I first loaded this thing up, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work. This is going to be a little sketchy, but that gummit, it worked great, uh, man. I, I was I was very impressed with your control. Uh, 
he can also jump off the screen and just he just comes back on the other side. So the screen's yeah, sort of, wrap. yeah, it's a it wraps around, which that comes into your strategy as you as you get higher up. As you move up in this game, you'll get uh, uh, some different uh, uh, issues. There are these b- brown platforms that float around that are they look them I, I call them breadsticks because they when you step on them they they yeah. they uh, uh, they break in half. You know, and you'll also come across these uh, platforms that are—they're kind of like they're blue and they move. And so you have—you basically have to—you uh, uh, basically have to jump on a moving platform and eventually you have to move them yourself. Uh, there are there's sort of, there's sort of a uh, an achievement element to this game. If you want to go down that road, start, like jump on five enemies that would you know, little little goals missions. You know? Yeah. As you get higher, like Luke did better at this than I did. By the way, Luke is hopelessly addicted to this now. Uh, my son, <laughs> I was we were coming back from jujitsu. I was like, hey, I'm playing this new game. You want to try it? He goes, no. I'm like, wait a minute. You haven't even looked at it yet. He's like, no, I don't want to play it. I don't want to play your dad games. I'm like, listen, this is a this is a, a Luke game. So he played this. He goes, well, I got to go get this. And he went and downloaded it for his phone <laughs> after he crushed my high score. Uh, there are people, you know, I think the highest, the best I did was around, tw- and don't laugh, mind you, because again, this is sort of foreign to me. I did around 26 to 30K on this, you know, which it probably isn't super high. Uh, but the boy crushed that high score and got r- way higher and saw a whole different set of, of, you know, different types of bad guys and different obstacles. I was real impressed. I mean, there's definitely progression in it as you move up. Uh, you get more enemies, and one thing you also get are less platforms. Uh, you get a yeah. lot less platforms in it than you than you than you would back in the day. Uh, Britt, what would you uh, rate this? I mean, where do you put this? Had you played this before? I'm assuming you'd heard of it since you're more in the scene than I am. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I played this way way back in the day, uh, and and played it again this week to kind of refresh myself on it. I was never a huge Doodle Jump fan Mm -hmm. uh, because of the controls. While the tilt controls work really well, I mean, they're they're spot on, they're just not something I enjoy. That doesn't make them bad, and I'm not saying they're bad, they're just not for me. However, I can appreciate that the simplicity of the game is its biggest selling point. You know what you have to do before you start. I mean, as soon as you see those platforms and you jump on them, you start heading up. It's all just intuitive what you need to do. Uh, And the tilt controls, for someone who, you know, is not into gaming, it's actually very responsive. You never feel like uh, you don't have control. Aiming, falling on the platforms using the tilt controls, very natural. Um, The shooting element, I don't remember from when I played this before, uh, I personally don't think it really adds anything um, because I, I kind of feel like the uh, the joy of this game is just being able to set back, very little movement on your phone, and you you know you're trying to get this guy higher and higher. Um, I'm not much better at it than you are. I'm sure if I sat down, but although I did improve. Uh, yeah. I noticed every time I played, I got a little bit farther, which is a nice feeling. It's it's nice to have that that feeling of progression. Uh, but I didn't spend a ton of time with this either. I think probably throughout the week, in total, I only played it about an hour, and that's about what you're going to get from this game. You 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 don't sit down and play this for five or six hours. You play it, you play a game, 
usually a game takes between three to five minutes. Uh, and then you, you say, okay, that was fun. I'll play it again later. At least that was for me. I, I never got... I never felt compelled to play it over and over and over and over, even though it was fun to try to beat my own high score. And all of this, I can't stress this enough, I recognize that Doodle Jump, in its simplicity, is a very well-designed and fun game. Uh, it's just not a game that I particularly enjoy. You know... I think why listen it, looking at this game I you can instantly tell why it was a big seller all right yeah it's oh it's, it's cute it's, it's easy instantly accessible okay yeah. to any age okay it's cute plus it's perfect for when you've got uh, a 2 minutes to to kill <clears throat> uh, and uh, so many of the great phone games uh, at least the ones I know about that's 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 how they do it like an angry birds is another good example of something you can get in there and play a level of that one quick and get some enjoyment and this thing's the same way the funny thing about this one is though I can see times where you're you've got time for a quick game and then you're suddenly doing great because I I watched a video of a guy get like a million points I mean these games can stretch on if you're a good hand yeah you once up, you get good the games do yeah, and forever. you get at the yeah. points where, like, you've got uh, disappearing platforms and different types of crazy stuff falling off on the screen, and you know that sort of stuff. So I mean, it gets it gets quite a bit more difficult. But I mean, if you're a really good hand, you can. And I was the same way. I got better at it uh, as I went. Uh, there are several flavors of this. Uh, uh, there, you've got a, a Halloween, Christmas, a rainforest, soccer, uh, underwater, <laughs> Easter, ice blizzard. There's a retro version, which that's kind of funny. A ninja version, a pirate version. It's like, trust me, they, they went to work. On, they were like, what, how can we skin this in every conceivable way? And they did. I didn't try any of them. I, I just know that they're there. Well, I want to talk about uh, the, the elephant in the room, I guess, which is the cost. Now, uh, when I, I downloaded this for free, and by the way, I, 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 this game being out for so long, I'm sure it's been re-uploaded and changed ad nauseum. You're talking about the shooting, like I have no point of reference because I've just played it. But uh, it, the, if the shooting isn't something that's always been there, I wouldn't know. But one thing that happens is you get to play your game, and then in between game uh, when you die, uh, you get a ad. Okay, now uh, you don't have to do that. You can. You could buy the app. It's that, that sort of thing. And you could actually buy this app right now, at least. I don't know if it's always been like this. I doubt it. But it's only a dollar. That's 99 cents, which is a, a good bargain, <laughs> frankly. Uh, something else about these mo mobile games is often they're really reasonably priced, you know, especially these older ones. You can get them real cheap. And so uh, I think this is one I would probably uh, register. In fact, I probably will. Uh, this one's going to stay on my phone because it. And like I said, it's perfect for, uh, for like, I was playing games with the boys that's not on Steam, and while I was waiting for them to pick their characters and load the game up, I just hopped on this and played a couple rounds. You know, it's exactly what it's meant for. It's just something to play and have some good, clean fun uh, and, and uh, have, have a little bit of uh, uh, enjoyment before whatever else you've got to do. So, overall... Yeah, I do believe, Aaron, this has always been a dollar. I think that's been one of the... Uh, one of the highlights of the dollar club uh because even back in the day apps were trying to shoot for more um yeah it's a good deal at a dollar that's for sure i personally think that uh yeah it, it is worth a dollar mm. if this is your you know if you play this for a little bit and you like it drop the dollar yeah. i think the ads in this 
are fair compared to a lot of mobile games. I mean, you play, you die, you basically watch an ad to get another life. Uh, it doesn't interrupt your game, at least not that I've ever seen. It just says, well, okay, you died, watch your ad, and you can play again. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I think that is a fair way to do ads. And really, we should talk about this for just a second, Aaron. Yeah. In, in mobile games, uh, you really have three flavors uh, of how a developer gets ad revenue. Uh, and I, I am a big believer in you have to support what you like <clears throat> or that thing is going to go away. Or it's never going to get developed, you know, into something bigger and better. So I am someone who really supports uh, developers. I have made hundreds of dollars of purchase on mobile games throughout the years. Uh, when I find a game that catches my interest or I think they have done something new, I think they've done something innovative, um, I am quick to give them some love, give them a dollar uh, $5, usually whatever they're asking for. The problem with some of these mobile games is they will hit you for ads over and over and over, and that is their business model is to cram as many ads down your throat uh, that they can while they've got your attention. And sometimes you might play a game where the level is 15 seconds long, and then you get hit with an unskippable ad in between. And I I know why they do it. They they feel like they're only going to have your attention for, you know, maybe six or seven minutes. And they want to get as much money from you as they can. I hate that. I also hate when a game says, you know what? We're going to reward you by watching this ad. I like that. But then the reward is not what they promised. They, they bait and switch you. That's something that's coming up more and more in mobile games, or at least what I'm experiencing. Uh, the other model is you, you play a demo of the game, and then you can make a purchase to unlock the full game. This is my preferred method of how mobile games get their money. Uh, it's very old school. Uh, you get to play the game. You get to see what you're getting yourself into, and then you get to make the decision. Are you going to uh, purchase it, reward the developer for their hard work, or is this not for you and you're going to move on? That's awesome. I think that's the way all gaming should be. Uh, the third way is the microtransactions of games. Uh, either you you pay the microtransaction and you get a little boost, you know, maybe you get a better weapon, or maybe it's a, a massively multiplayer game and you're buying uh, supplies or advantages over your opponents. I'm not, I don't like microtransactions in games, but if you have a free game and then you have microtransactions in your game, I'm okay with that. I don't like random microtransaction loot boxes, the loot box mechanic, I'm against that. I don't think that you should uh, have to experience random chance to play a game. I don't. Th I think that's a horrible mechanic, and I know it's getting outlawed uh, all across the globe. And eventually, hopefully, that mechanic is just gone. Um, but if some people really hate microtransactions, but if the game is free and then there are microtransactions in the game. 
I don't have a problem with that. Now, if the game is a, a set amount of price and then you have to buy microtransactions, I'm not talking DLC, I'm talking microtransactions, to actually play the game past the point we've already bought it, I think that's double dipping. I think it's wrong. Well, Do you have how many mobile games have you bought in your days, Aaron? Counting. Do you have any idea how much you've spent? Oh yeah, I've got a real good idea. No dollars. I, that's not true. Really? I, well, you know the boy plays Pokemon Go, and so I think okay. on occasion I've had to buy like a Pokeballs, and I just signed him up for that that big Pokemon weekend. You know, uh, a while back, uh, where they if you sign up for the uh, event, you get. Uh, you know, extra cool Pokemons that weekend or whatever. He loved sure. it. I don't know. But in terms of games that I've bought, no, I don't think I've ever bought... I'm trying to think if I've ever bought any. I don't think... I'm, I, I may have bought... I take that back. I may have bought a game for the VR. Uh, but uh, I think I did do that. For, in fact, for this show... Oh, yeah, I, I, I did do that. Because we played that... That was an airplane game I, I bought. Yeah. So, but I mean, I can count... It was under 10 bucks I've ever spent. The uh, It's not because I... And you know, everyone knows my rep. But I mean, it's not because... I didn't repire anything. I don't have a open... Uh, 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 jailbroken device. I just don't play that many. Uh, but uh, I will say... Doodle job. Both these games, I will probably end up buying. I, I, it's not because I'm a great guy. It's just that I don't want to see the ads, uh, or in this game, and I, and the other game we'll get into. But uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't mind. It's easier for even a cheap bum like me to spend a buck on a game that I'm going to play than than uh, I was, you know, <laughs> spending thirty or forty or fifty bucks on a game. So I, that's that. It's sort of like the Steam uh, thing, where it's like if they. If the prices get cheap enough, even old pirate Bill will cut his losses and just pay the you know eight bucks or whatever. Uh, so, but this one I think is definitely worth a buck. I mean, there's no at a dollar just to get rid of the ads. Do, that's a heck of a bargain. I mean, not to mention these guys. When they, you're right, I mean, to a certain degree, when they make a great game, you, you got to pay. You got to pay these suckers. Absolutely. Um, this game got a. Uh, uh, it has a rating of 85% on game rankings, at least as the writing of Wiki has listed. Uh, I didn't realize how much this was, how popular this game was. Wiki has a big list of, of uh, uh, you know, references to this game on all kinds of TV shows, and and uh, so again, I don't, I, I'd never, I, if it was referenced to me before, I didn't know what it was, uh, but apparently it's been referenced quite a bit. Uh, who knew that this was ingrained in our culture, and I never heard of it, so I, I was behind the times. <laughs> But I, I I can't say enough about this one. Is it? It's a simple. It's the kind of games I like. Simple, fun that you pick right up on. It, it's instantly playable, and you're good to go. So I give this one the high sign, Britton. I think even if though you weren't super impressed with it, you you would probably recommend it as well. Yeah, more or less. So <laughs> that was Doodle Bug, a good game. Pay, or Doodle Jump if or, you want yeah, to name doodle it jump. Game. Pay a buck for this thing. Help the Croatian brothers put another wing on their house. I'm sure they're living pretty yeah, good over yeah. there. <laughs> so, Brent, you brought a completely different game to the table this weekend. Again, I've never played this one as well, Brent. What did, what did you uh, bring around? I have been dying to get this game uh, on this show. <laughs> it is the whole reason why I made the Androids games Pipees. Okay. And that is Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl. Yes. Retro Bowl is made by New Star Games. Uh, they are most famous for their new soccer, uh, New Star soccer games. Uh, this is a UK outfit, Aaron. And really? They, <laughs> yes. 
they uh, started out doing soccer simulators, uh, different type of soccer games, and they have actually won a, a BAFTA, which is the British Academy of uh, Film and Television Arts. They won an award for their soccer game. Huh. And uh, he, the the creator of this, Simon Red, said, "You know what? I've been, I've got soccer down. You know, we've we've made." These soccer games, everybody loves them, but I really want to tackle American football. I see what you did, and there. Uh, and that's what he did. He said, "You know what? I'm going to make a game that is in the same vein of Super Techno Bowl from back on the Nintendo era, and I'm going to use that style of graphics, and I'm going to put my little twist on it. You know, stuff that he's learned over the over the years, and." Thus, Retro Bowl was born. And let me tell you something. When I stumbled across this uh, back in March, I have been playing it like crazy ever since. Uh, this is a American football game where you play as both the, the coach slash quarterback. And what I mean by that is there are segments where uh, before the games, you know, you are making the decisions on your roster and, and, and what stars you're going to keep. Uh, you know, you don't pick all of your players. You're just, you're just working on your stars. You've got your base team who has stats, and you have your stars who are good at different things. And you also choose things like, are you going to upgrade your training facility so your guys get better faster? Are you going to update your uh, uh, fitness facilities so they don't get as injured as much? And if they do are injured, they get uh, better faster. Or your stadium, which boosts your fan uh, fandom. So if you've got more fans, you earn more kudos as you go, which is basically the in-game currency money. Uh and you make those decisions, and it's it's you know if you're going to fire people, it, how you're going to discipline people when they get into trouble. You know maybe your quarterback was out drinking all night, you know, and you have to make the decision: Are you going to punish him and make him lose a uh, uh, reputation and make him sadder, basically, or are you going to let it go? But then your team is like, if you let it go, your team's like. Pfft. He, that guy can do anything. And then the whole morale of the team goes down. So that's all of the before-the-game action. And you have a draft at the beginning of the season. When you actually get into the game, you're not the coach anymore. Now you're playing the quarterback. And the quarterback gets out there, and he, he runs the play he is told to run unless he chooses to audible. And you just have to make the best of what it is, you know? The coach is, make, is calling the plays on the sideline. You line up, and the play runs, and you can either hand it off to your running back or you can pass it to one, somebody on your team. The controls on this are amazing. Uh, it is pull back from your quarterback, and the farther you pull your finger back is how far he throws it, and it has a little throw line that you aim up with your receivers. Or you can tap it and give it to your running back and move him up and down the screen as he's running. It's all it it all feels so right. Uh, I really really enjoy this game. It does not have NFL teams, but it has NFL 
cities. So, it, which is legal to do. You can't say that the team's name is the Dallas Cowboys, but you can say that this team is from Dallas. And they use the team so colors too, including right, the home and away right. jerseys. So it's clever. It's very clever. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and, and there's you can edit everyone's name on the team if you're registered. So, oh, right. Yeah. So if you want to go through and change everyone's names to real life players' names, you, you have that ability. I, I don't personally. It, that that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me. Um, what did you think of this game, Aaron? Well, I know when you first saw it, you had to have been like, "Oh no." Well, uh, uh, when I first, I was, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, to be honest with you, this game is, uh, it's very. Whoever, I, I'm assuming this is maybe the soccer games are of a similar nature. I, I'm having not played them, but you could tell whoever made this was experienced at what is works in a mobile in the mobile world, because. Yes, you could probably emulate Tecmo Bowl and update it and then, and put it on the phone, but what do you got there? You've got a, really something that's sort of non-playable. What you've got here is you've got the it's this is like a game that they were like, listen, we got to make a mobile game for Aaron. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want anything too deep and he doesn't want anything too complicated or hard to control. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a football game, put some put some office elements in it, uh, and and almost some almost like a role playing element, and then we're also gonna put in playing, but just barely, and then that's and, and that's the game, and that's what they did. Uh, unlike a traditional football, like say a TV sports football, you don't pick the plays. Uh, you can change the plays like I think it's three times in the game, and it actually depends on the level of quarterback you have. Oh, okay, well, there you go. More levels of your quarterback. The more audibles he can but, I mean, call in a game, you still don't get to pick the plays. It just picks another play uh, right. when you do that. Uh, you don't uh, do anything except if you hand off the ball, you, you just hand, you just click on the runner or tap on him, and then he takes off, and then that's it. You don't run him. You don't put his shoulder. They don't do jack. Well, you play. can move him up and down. Oh, really? Yeah, if you swipe up and down the screen, you can. Well, I didn't influence. even know that. I just let him take off. Yeah. He did great. I didn't. Have, I didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, can you control the receiver as well? Does he? After he catches the ball, yes. No kidding. You can I didn't even know you could do that. Ball. So that's. I just you can to... also dive. Yeah. If you just need a few extra yards, you can swipe. Uh, you know, down yeah. the stream. I never did any of that, and, and, and I still make him jump. I still. I played a complete season. Uh, with the, with Dallas and uh, uh, I did great. And much like a cow, it was very realistic. Much like a Cowboys season, I did real well. Except I didn't have a huge blowout. I made it to the playoffs and got trounced in the first round. It was just like a, <laughs> it was a typical Cowboys season. But the, what makes this game fun is the games take about four minutes to play because they just cut out all the defense and they don't even show you graphical. Don't show you what's happening. If they, you'll be sitting there in the They'll be like, okay, San Francisco got the ball. Uh, they long pass. Uh, one of your characters, one of your guys was too slow. Uh, touchdown, San Francisco. And it just tells you that. But what that yeah. information is, is, it tells you how they scored. It tells you it will basically blame characters on your team for why they scored. And then they score. And it's, so, I mean, in some ways, it's it's frustrating that you can't do anything about it when the other team just marches down the field and scores on you and wins the game in the last seconds. But it makes the game go by so fast, that's what you want, right? You've got yes. two timeouts per half. 
uh, so it's that you can play the clock. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's great. I, not picking. The, if you told me it's like, listen, you're going to play a game where you don't pick the plays and you can't really control anyone hardly at all. I'd be like, this sounds like crap. No, it works great. And then when you get to, when you get to the uh, uh, the front office stuff, I don't think you touched on this nearly enough. Yes, you have drafts. You have people offering you trades for, and you can trade for draft picks. You have yeah, like all the time, my guys in true Cowboys fashion. I'd have guys get caught with controlled substances. I had one guy who got caught taking pictures with a girl dressed as a cheerleader from another team. He got, I got, I had to discipline that guy. You'll have media events set up at the same time that you're that the owner wants to talk to you. You've got to make a decision: who am I going to make happy, the media or the owner? You got to keep the fans happy by keeping the stadium built up. You got to make the fans happy by making decisions they like. You also have to play to the fans' ego occasionally, be like, and and thank them for making the win possible. Then you have to yeah. keep your team's ego up because the team they get deflated if they lose. They get deflated if they get in trouble. If you don't discipline a guy that does something wrong, the team gets mad. If you do do discipline your star player he might get mad he might want to trade you know there's all there the uh, and, and this sounds super complicated but it's not it's just one screen it says you know bill jones uh got pulled over by the police last night for being intoxicated what are you gonna do you're gonna find him or do nothing and you know that bill jones might be your best player and if you find this guy and he and you and he gets sadder it's gonna it's gonna affect him but it's gonna affect his play you know but you need yep. this guy to be strong that's part that that adds elements to it that you wouldn't suspect would, that you would enjoy. Uh, you also didn't talk t- touch on the the field. You do kick field goals, and so there's yes. an element of that, and that that's pretty interesting too. By the way, my kicker was the first guy on my team that got in trouble. I find the heck out of that guy because he's a kicker. I'll replace you. <laughs> you start off with well, like a, I start off like with a dud team. At, I don't know if it always does. It's sort of at the end of the season, like the last two, game or two. Yes, yeah, that's how you start. It's it's a good way to start because my, the, you get instantly you can feel like you're getting something done. I didn't find the game too difficult. It was another game that was really easy to pick up. It looked like it was going to be really complex, but it's not. We should also touch on the fact you also have to keep your offensive and defensive coordinator and your staff happy. You have to sign those guys to contracts. Again, this all sounds... If I was listening to me, I'd be like, this sounds too complicated. It's not complicated at all. Uh, It just sounds... There's a lot there, but it's not it's not too deep this is absolutely this is this is my level of of uh, interest right here like on a game they've and a few things that need to be stated yeah. you actually pick you can draft and trade for star defensive players too right. and it does affect you know when it says like blah 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 was too slow that that's saying if that guy was faster which you or have the ability to train up as they level yeah he would have made that tackle, and they wouldn't have scored that touchdown. It tells you where your defense is lacking. Yeah, and that's something else, we which need is to get awesome. Into. Yeah, you come because as your players uh, progress this season, they will get better, uh, and so yeah. you can you can and then you can sort of pick: Do I want them to be faster? Do I want them to be more sturdy? Also, your team uh, as that season goes on, they get more and more depleted. They're tired. They're yep. beat up. Occasionally, guys will get injured. They'll be out for a game or two games of the season, and you've got to put the backup in. Uh, you could bench guys if a guy if a guy's not playing well or or uh, like I had a guy that kept showing up late for meetings. Oh, I finally benched him. You know, okay, because <laughs> well, I mean he had to because he was the discipline. Yeah. You know, you got to keep the team. I gave him one or two breaks, and I 
but I benched him. Uh, uh, but all these little elements added. This game could not. If you just had the football game on this, it would not stand on its own. If you had the front office game in this, it would not stand on its own. If you had both these together, it's great. It's the perfect mixture. This is one of the most fun games I've ever played. Like, oh, certainly on a mobile device. I mean, I I'll love. I like this way more than I like. Do, do, I mean, comparing this to <clears throat> Doodle Jump's not really fair. They're two different types of games, but and their essence, their core is identical to one another and that is to maximize the amount of enjoyment you can have in a short amount of time uh, now i will say this game well i was up till 2 30 last night playing this and i didn't realize <laughs> that it was 2 30 i just been and i didn't realize i'd been playing it that long it's one of those games where you'll just play one more game and yes. you and you uh and you pose yourself uh, you can also when you finish the season you get all if you're doing like I, I ended up going like I uh, like 14 to two so my I got offers to join other teams like as a coach yes so I, I did which I didn't do but I mean you could and there were better teams so uh, that, well, that was cool you could when you go to the other team it's kind of like resetting your progress yeah and you also have to uh, you could also uh, pull guys in off the waiver wire if you've got enough yep. after every win or even loss you get these little like coaching points you know and and so if you get enough of those things built up you can you can get a really good player you also use the coaching points to like uh, increase the your uh, your rehab facility your training facility your stadium I mean there's a it, again it sounds like there's a lot going on but I mean it's listen if you guys know me if I could get into a game like this it can't be that complicated and I got into it in a big way I, I thought this was this is one of the all-time great games we've ever covered Brent all time and Aaron did you did you could you tell a difference between your star players and just your run of the mill? Oh yeah, like I picked up. A, know, they, I picked up a running back. I, I like to run the ball, and I, I was like, you know, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. I picked this guy, but he was a jerk too. He came in pissed off, uh, and this guy was a, a human tank. Like he was awesome, and I rode him. That's how I got to the playoffs. So you could absolutely tell a difference. <laughs> your defensive guys. Like I said, since you don't get to see what's going on, you, you you can sort of forget about them, but you can't because it does tell you when they fail. Something else at the end of a game, it'll be like, listen, like Bill Smith had a crap game. Are you going to blame him or the team? So Because you're going to blame somebody. <clears throat> and so <laughs> if you blame the team, then the team's morale goes down. If you blame him, then Bill Smith gets madder and madder. I had one guy who just – I had a really bad defensive lineman. It just kept sucking over and over. And so after a while, I just blamed him every time you know and his morale was in the garbage but i was like listen you stink your morale shouldn't be high you're no good so i mean we can go on and on about this game yeah. there's so many little nuances i mean playing the clock yeah is a huge part of the game like especially if, if you're playing someone with a really great offense and your defense kind of sucks you need to keep them on the field as little as possible yeah. so you know you end up running out of bounds or taking dives and trying to take us long it's a complete package one thing i want uh, to mention before you go on this is the perfect game for someone that knows nothing about american football this absolutely. is the perfect and i'm i'm not saying it's going to teach you everything you need to know but you don't need to know hardly anything to play this. if you know going forward good giving up ball bad you need score now this is the game for you if you've never ever cared about american football 
or watched American football, this game is perfect for someone. Again, possibly because maybe this is a UK developer and they had developed that with that you know, this game with that in mind. This is the perfect game because everyone understands the front office stuff. Everyone understands what happens if if uh, Jim Bob was out drinking too late last night, got put over by the cops, and you need to discipline him. Mean, you can figure that out pretty easy. But you don't need to know anything about pro football to play. That's not a lick. Absolutely. Absolutely, and there, you know, it eliminates. There's, there is no penalties. It doesn't do. It doesn't worry about no, all that. That's stuff. all. It's, it's just. That, it's it's a lot. It's just it reminds me of how I run D and D. Gameplay. Yeah, it's just like how I run D and D. Just basically the lightest conceivable rules. They they don't. So we have to talk about Aaron. Uh, the cost of retro. Ball. All right. In the very beginning, uh, this game went off the demo system, where you could play five games. And then you would have to purchase the game. Uh, when the pandemic hit, they scrapped that. They said, you know what? If you want to play Retro Bowl for free, you can play it as as long as you want. Uh, it does limit a few options. Like you you can't get the the weather effects. The game has weather effects. Yeah. And you can't get you can't name the team, uh, the change the players' names, that kind of stuff. But the the free version is still a very complete package. Yeah, that's what I play. Uh, it does have a nag screen. Every once in a while, I'll say, hey, you know, if you're enjoying this, why don't you buy it? Yeah. The cost of this game, $1. Yeah, I'm buying the heck out of this. $1. Yeah, just, I, it, yeah it's, a, it's so cheap. So cheap for this. Now, you can, it does have the ability uh, of microtransactions where you can buy the the, the coach points. Uh, yeah, that's I lame. I have never... I have never felt the need to do that. Yeah, I don't like that. If I, if I was to do that, I mean, it, here's the thing: it doesn't throw it in your face. Yeah, I didn't even know right? about that. It doesn't. It doesn't sit there and say, "Buy this, buy this, buy this." It, you could completely never buy anything. It, you wouldn't have any problem with the game. Um, if I were to buy those points. It would not be to use in the game. It would be to give the developer more money because I think they deserve it. I will it. say, this game has a very clever gimmick. And this may be something that's done all over the place. Again, I'm not an Android guy. It told me, it said, listen, if you go on the website, if you go on like Google Play and review this, we'll give you X amount of coach points. And so I did yeah. that. And it just linked you right over there. I left a quick review and I got, you know, two or three coach points for that. And I didn't mind doing that because that it deserves a good rating, you know, overall. I, I think this is a real winner, uh, Brent. You know, in the in the Google Play Store, this does have a 4.7 out of 5 yeah. uh, with over 1 million downloads. So, uh, you know, the game is doing well. One other thing I want to touch on because I think this is important. Yeah. It has two skill levels. You can either choose how hard you want the game to be or you can put it on dynamic, where the better you do, the more tweaked it makes the the uh, difficulty. Which it, that's what it defaults to. Keep it on that, people. It's awesome. You don't want to win every game by a blowout. Yeah. You want the game to get harder as you get better, uh, and it's a very, very good uh, difficulty curve. It's very good. Brent, let's go over our, our listener reviews for both these games. Uh, let's start off with the uh, reviews for uh, Doodle Jump. Um, we got quite a few this week. Um, Rushi writes, uh, light Doodle Jump, light addictive model. 
a mobile title that effectively uses a motion-based design. One of the first games I got for my iPhone 3G, and I have nothing but the fondest memories of it. I downloaded it again for this week to see how well it plays after 10 years, and it seems like they made it a lot easier to get higher scores early on, but it's still the same uh, uh, It's still the same addictive core that I have such a fierce nostalgia for. More than worthy... Of the uh, more than worth the entry price, I agree with that. Uh, Frodo on Doodle Jump writes, uh, "Fun, addictive game with decent graphics, especially with the selectable themes. But in the free version, ruined by the constant loud video ads. Had it not uh, had it not been for a mate of mine having paid version, I might not have looked at this anymore. I bought this game though." since it was a nice way to spend a few minutes. Score the free version, 7 out of 10, for the paid version, which is 99P, uh, uh, 8 out of 10. I agree with that. I think, again, that price is so little, you got you sort of have to buy it almost. Uh, Lobsterminator writes, Doodle Jump uh, was among the first and last mobile games that I got hooked on when I got my iPhone. However, many <laughs> years that was many years ago. It was such a great showcase of the possibilities of mobile gaming with its intuitive, simple controls using the accelerometer. That's the word we were looking for, Brent. The ultimate toilet game. <laughs> After that, I never really got any other, any other mobile games, so I give it 9 out of 10 for being the only mobile game that got my attention. Uh, Chris Folds, or Chris Folds, if you will, writes, Dual Jump. I got this uh, not long after it came out and still have the occasional blast when out and about. The controls are perfect for the medium. And it's addictive as hell, and I love the graphical style. 8 out of 10. Uh, Mitsuyama writes, uh, this, is, this is the type of game. It's perfectly suited to being played on the phone. A simple but well-executed concept. The tilt controls work really well, and the charming graphics and simple sound add to the polish of the game. While the missions add some variation to the game, it's still the best played in 5 or 10 minute spells, which is perfect for a phone game. So there are your, there's your listener reviews for Doodle Jump. Let's have a look at the listener reviews we got for your game, Brent. Retro Bowl. And we got quite a few for this one as well. Um, <clears throat> we've got... Uh, I went too far here. Frodo writes, Not being a big American football fan, I have watched part of some of the Super Bowl games. I did not expect much from this game. After, after having played it for a while, though, I actually enjoy it way more than I expected. While there are... While there are, of course, some limitations because of the small screen and the lack of a controller, there's enough play here, and with and, uh, with here, with, uh, there's enough play with, and the graphics and sound are quite pleasing. The only thing that irritated me somewhat was the fact that the game regularly pushed the paid option. I saw that though. I bought the game. It was easily <laughs> worth a do- one pound and nine pence. Nine out of ten. For Frodo, that I agree. I didn't. I will say I didn't see that the the screen popped up all that much. So I, I can't. I can't yell at him for that too much. It's about every three games. Uh, Mitsuyama writes as someone who is not too familiar with the positions in American football and the roles they play. What the hell is the tight end? He asks. I thought I might struggle with this game. However, the game reduces some of the complexity and eased me in nicely. It strikes a nice balance between management and simulation in an arcade game. Having to only manage a maximum of 10 players plus two coaches in your roster is a great idea and improves playability. The arcade portion of the game, when you play matches against rival teams, is well executed and fun. Though I would have liked some ways to influence my defensive plays. The retro-inspired pixel graphics and music work really well. 
Completing a season will take some time, but the game can be easily played in 10-minute chunks, which again is perfect for a phone game. Those more familiar with American football may find it a bit shallow. However, it is perfect for someone like me. There is still some depth to the game that I have yet to fully explore, so I'll be coming back to this regularly over the next weeks. 9 out of 10. So that, those are pretty pretty decent reviews, Brent, for both games. I think, yes, I think shiny reviews. I think we got a couple winners, my friend. I think we got a couple real winners here. You know what else is always a winner? Never lets us down, Brent. It's me. me. Oh, and the wheel. Unless oh. we both use the same joke. We let each other down. It's the wheel, Brent. Let's get it going. So, Brent, this week we added... Uh, oh, jeez. We added the Mega Duck slash Cougar Boy to the wheel. I don't know where you find this stuff, Brent. The Mega Duck. I'm looking over this board, Brent, and this is like a land... It's just like walking through a minefield. Oh yeah, of pain. We've had our we've had our good days. It's time to be punished. Explain the boys. Uh, the, explain to everybody what's going on with these locked pieces, Brent. Well, let me tell you something. I'm begging for a lock piece. Uh, if the lock piece gets spun, uh, it will stay on the wheel, and it includes the TRS-80, the Atari 1200XL, and the the uh, ZX Spectrum. So we're hoping for one of those this week. It'd be really nice. Very good, very good. All right, I'm gonna spin this sucker. Are you ready? Here go we it. go. Oh! Here we go. The Game Gear, Brent. It's the Game Gear. Oh, our Retro Rewind hit. Holy smokes. So, the Game Gear, Brent. Do you remember when we covered this the first time? Uh, no. (laughs) Yes. No. I don't don't remember either. I don't remember what we played on. So we probably got back and watch that episode. Hey, the Game Gear. That uh, it's funny looking over this, looking at this wheel. That's one of the few safe choices that were available. <laughs> I do apologize to all of our Mega Duck slash Cougar Boy fans, but we'll hopefully get to that one at some point. <laughs> all two of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, Brent, you want to do some shout outs to the people in the chat? Let's see if we got any lurkers still sticking around. We got a, a Bitstorm, a Brock 101. We got some Crunch Chip Chip up in here. Got to have some Crunch Chip Chip. Uh, Velcro Funk. Oh, bing! <laughs> and then some of our chatters. We've got uh, Buck Owens, Picard, uh, Frontier Gibberish. I, I, got to love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, Polyester Link, Frodo, uh, Roushy. I know we had uh, Duncan Styles, we had Picard, we had Mitts. I mean, just so many people this had week. Had a great, so great turnout. All, all of our favorites. And anyone named Frontier Gibberish is okay with me, by the way. I love, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Blazing Saddles, and, ha- and that particular <laughs> character is great. I love that guy. So, let's put a cork in this sucker, Brent. We'll be back next week for more exciting action. This time around, it's Game gear Uh we played Woody Pop and a Ninja Got In. Oh yes, I remember. Time. As I recall, thank Woody, you, Frodo, for that. Woody Pop was garbage, wasn't that? Wasn't that yours? I, I liked Woody okay, Pop. Okay, well, you don't know what you're doing. Thank you. Episode 47. For those interested, Frodo Johnny on the spot. Let's get out of here, Brent. We'll see y'all next week. Until then, hut hut. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd like to say hello to all of our YouTube subscribers as well as all of our Twitch followers. We want to say a special thank you to Duncan Styles 
who does all of our awesome Vectric graphics, and to BarkBit for writing our incredible closing theme. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at anchor.fm slash ARG presents. Help keep us spinning. Just like these fine folks. John Deckman, Anthony Jarvis, Hermsky, Gary Heather, Graham W. Vetke, Frodo NL, Chris Foles, John Schaller, Mitsuyama, Retro Algae, and Terry Howard. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can help us by leaving us a positive review on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Have an idea you'd like to add to the wheel? You can contact us at argpresents at mail.com. ARG films live on Twitch every Sunday, 9 a.m. EDT. Hope to see you there. Congratulations, Amigathon 2020, for raising over $5,000 to the Children's Miracle Network.